Well, very good morning and blessed new year to everyone. And I hope everyone can hear me loud and clear without any uncomfortable echoes. You hear me okay? Okay. All right. Now, I apologize. I'm unable to meet you uh, guys in person uh, this morning. I trust that the Lord has blessed you with a wonderful uh, New Year Eve and the past two years of uh, New Year's, 2022. Now, today is the first Sunday of the year, and many of us are making our New Year's resolutions. And so I wonder what your New Year resolutions is. Uh, by the way, a lot of people have made New Year resolutions. I think one of our uh, sisters mentioned just now, or our song leaders. Um, but in the course of many, um, making those New Year resolutions, many also have given up altogether. However, whether you make any New Year resolutions or not, one thing we should all be evaluating as we start the new year is our Bible reading. Amen? So let me ask you, uh, how are you doing as far as reading and learning God's word? Uh, by the way, reading your Bible should not be a new year resolution, uh, strictly speaking, to keep or to break or rather a daily disciplined and a lifelong practice. But I guess the new year is as good time is, is a good time to stop and evaluate how you are doing. So this morning I would like to share with you a few good reasons why you should read God's word this year. And um, are you guys hearing me okay? Okay, maybe turn on okay okay so I apologize on my original title if you can see uh, in your bulletin I said five reasons to read the Bible I'm sure that there are many more good reasons uh, but I would just mention four uh, this morning so let us begin so why should you read God's word this year? First of all, reading God's word will teach you God's way. The Bible tells us that all of God's way are good and right. Proverbs 3 especially says, blessed are those who find wisdom. And the word blessed, as you know, means happy. And those who are uh, gain understanding. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her plans are peace. And those who hold her fast will be blessed. And you could easily paraphrase uh, Proverbs 3 to say that uh, God's way are pleasant, and, and all God's paths are paths of peace and blessing. In principle, people who follow God's ways bring many benefits. Uh, they live lives marked by pleasantness, by peace, and by happiness. And again, that's exactly what being blessed by God means, uh, to be really happy in Him. And God's way are not just only good and pleasant, 
they are also right. Revelation 15 says, concerning God, just and true are your ways. And in fact, God is perfect in all that he does, and, and his ways are always good and true. And not only that, God's way are good and right, but God commands you to walk in his ways. Deuteronomy 10 tells us that what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You should underline this verse in Deuteronomy chapter 10, uh, verse 12, and share it with your friends. And so what does God require of you? Again, that he requires you to serve him and to love him, that you respect him and that you walk in all his ways. So make that your new year resolutions this year. Now, I do realize that we do have a problem. And when I said we, I meant the entire human race. Our problem is, is that we do not naturally know or follow God's ways. God says in Isaiah 55, he said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declared the Lord. That we do not know or understand God's ways on our own, even in our born-again state. Yes, and the good news is that God does not leave us wandering in the dark on this, but he offers uh, to teach us his ways. Uh, Psalm 25 says, good and upright is the Lord Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his ways. All the way of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the, the demands of his covenant. Psalm 25, verse 8 to 10. Now, you see, God knew that we could not know or follow his ways on our own. And that, so that he promised to teach us his ways. And how does God teach you his ways? And you guessed that, right? God teaches you his ways through his word. Psalm 1 says, blessed or happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of markers, but his delights is in the law of the Lord. And, he, and on his law, he meditates day and night. So how do we learn God's ways? By reading and meditating on God's law and his words. And by the way, the word meditating has nothing to do with uh, you know, yoga or, or Hinduism. Uh, meditation speaks of an attempt uh, to concentrate and to think deeply on God's truth or God's word. So it is not just reading the Bible, but spending time thinking about it deeply on what God has just said to you. 
So, and, and but why do we need to do that? Well, you cannot know uh, God and His ways, what He expects of you, you know, apart from His Word. That's that's just the fact. That would be like trying to you know get to know your spouse or someone you love,、uh, you know, without ever talking or listening to him or her.、Uh, you would be a terrible spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend if you do not、uh, even want to listen to the other person, you know, and, and want to know about the other person. And、um, reading God's word is a little bit like reading someone's journal or diary. You know,、um, you know, you you can really learn a lot about someone by reading the journal. You know, in fact, you can write an old, even an autobiography out of it. And of course, I am not suggesting that you should, you know, you know, peek on your spouse and you know journal and or your boyfriend or, or girlfriend's journal. You know, and however, you are encouraged. To read God's letter that He has written to you,、uh, God's Word, the Bible, daily、uh, to to know His ways, and so reading the Bible is something that we really, really need to do every single day. I love these words from Proverbs eight, speaking、uh, speaking of the wisdom found in in God's Word in in Proverbs eight. And I'll read a portion of it、uh, for you.、Uh, it says, "Blessed are those who keep my ways. Blessed are the man who listens to me, watching daily at my door, waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord." Amen. Now, notice the word wisdom here in Proverbs eight. Although it refers to the word of God, and in fact, the word wisdom and the word of God is being personified in the entire chapter, chapter、uh, Proverbs eight. So the writer refers、uh, wisdom as a person. If you read the uh, Proverbs eight、uh, carefully, and it is obvious that it is an, a direct reference to God Himself. So this passage tells us God wants to teach you His ways, but you need to read His Word daily if you are going to learn His ways. You know, like Doctor Strange、uh, once said to Tony Stark, "It is the only way. It is the only way to find out His ways." So that's the first reason you should read God's Word this year. It will teach you His ways, God's ways, and the only way to know His ways is by reading His Word. So that's number one, number one reason. Now the second reason why you should read God's Word this year is because it will guide you in God's paths. Isaiah chapter two says He will teach us His ways. So that we may walk in His paths, the two are connected.、Uh, being taught by Him and to walk in His paths, being taught and to walk in His paths, the two are connected. In other words, the whole reason why God wants to 
teach you his ways is so that you may walk in his paths. As simple as that. It doesn't do any good to learn his ways and read his Bible every day unless you then walk it out, walk in his ways. But then again, I know we do struggles. We do have a struggle. Some people, you know, sometimes people come to me and said to me, Pastor Wayne, I know uh, this, this is what Bible said, but it is, I find it so hard for me to follow it. Well, we all are in the same boat. And, uh, but you're, you must tell yourselves that the only way to get to the final destination to live a successful Christian life is to follow the map. The map. And the Bible is like your roadmap to heaven. And let me tell you a story. Uh, years ago in 2003, uh, there was almost, um, almost 20 years ago, uh, my wife and I uh, you know, drove from um, Pensacola, Florida, you know, if you know that where, it is, where that is in, 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 that, in the United States, uh, in the city, in the down south, uh, southeastern, southeastern states of America, and all the way to Lansdale, Pennsylvania, all the way up in the north to visit um, one of our friends. And this is about 18 hours drives and almost 2,000 kilometers one way. So we drove like 4,000 kilometers to and fro just to visit our friends to show how much we love this friend. Yeah? And then, so, you know, before I went to the trip, went on a trip, I studied the map carefully. You know, I studied the actual physical map. Okay. And uh, you, you guys probably don't use that anymore because this was 2003. In those days, uh, Google Map was not available. Okay, and the first iPhone would not be in the market until 2007. Okay, so I studied the map and see where to stop for breaks and where to stop for mails and so on and so forth. And now just imagine if I wasn't planning to use the map or to follow the map at all, uh, I should not have bothered to study the map in the first place. Am I right? And that's exactly what God's word is like. It is our roadmap to living a successful Christian life. You know, in other words, God's word will not only teach you his ways, it will also guide you in his paths. Now, how does God's word do that? You know, three ways. And number one, it shows you the right place to go. It's just like a map. And number two, then it shows you the best way to get there. And number three, it helps you walk closely with God all the way. Now, for the sake of our discussion, keep that rope map imagery in mind for a moment. Okay. Now, first of all, God's word just like a map shows you the right place to go. Now, when you open up a map, there are hundreds and thousands of possible destinations, whether you're using a, a physical map 
or in Google Map, Google Earth, or whatever map you use, digital map, there are thousands and thousands of possible destinations. It is a shame that many travel you know, restrictions have been placed due to COVID. But in Australia alone, uh, there are so many beautiful and spectacular places to visit. And I'm sure you agree with me, you know? And now, in life, there are also thousands of possible destinations. And where are you headed in life? Where are you headed in life? And, and are you on the right road? How do you know? Some people say, um, it doesn't matter what road you are on. But the Bible tells us, uh, there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads to death. Proverbs 16.25 So my friends, not all roads lead to good places. So be careful where you're heading. And others says, um, just follow your hearts. You know, uh, the Bible, but, but, but the Bible says, it sounds like a good advice, isn't it? Just follow your hearts. But the Bible says the heart, our human heart, is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. And in one translation even says it is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? And my friends, so following your heart is not always the right choice. In fact, it can be a terrible choice. Follow God's heart, my friends. And, and, and like King David, uh, be men and women after what? God's own heart. So let me ask you, are you even heading for the right destination in life? Uh, you should at least stop and ask yourself the question before God and ask him to lead you, uh, lead uh, the path ahead. Hello, are you still with me? Okay. All right. Okay, I think the blank screen went blank. All right. Okay. So this is also exactly what God tells us to do in Jeremiah chapter six. Uh, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. And dear friends, I'm speaking to those who are not yet saved. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse six, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, Jesus is the way. You need to follow Jesus. You need to trust in Jesus. You need to submit to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life today, if you haven't. And as for some Christians, perhaps you are standing at the crossroads of life this morning, wondering what you should do. <coughs> wondering what you should do with your, with your life. Whether you should enter into a, a relationship with this person or that person or whether you should uh, do this course or that course in a uni, or whether you should accept this job offer or, or that job offer, or whether you should you know, 
you know, change job or whether you should make this big investments or purchase or not, then look to Jesus on the cross. Look to him. Look to the one who died for your sin so that God could give, give you life. For he is the way, walk in it, and he will find guidance, direction, and rest for your soul. God's word not only shows you the right place to go, that's number one, it also shows you the best way to get there. We read in Psalm 119, it says, your word is a lamb to my feet and a light for my path. Amen. Once we are on the right path, God's word lights the way ahead of us. God says in Isaiah 48, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. And how does God do that? Well, again, through his word. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In other words, lean here in verse uh, 5 means to rely upon. Okay, so rely upon totally. And the problem with some people that I uh, talk to, you know, and and, and came to me for help, is not that they don't know what the Bible says, uh, but they simply want to rely on their own understanding and the way of doing things. And so you seek, as you seek God and his word for directions to lead you, you must be ready to surrender your own understanding and ways and follow the path that God has revealed unto you. And if you're not ready to do that, you know, God will not be able to guide you. God is not going to force you to take on the path that he has revealed to you. You must make an effort, right, to say, well, this is what God has revealed to me. I'm going to work, work, walk on it. Let God take control of my life, and he will make your path straight. And God's word also helps us to walk closely with him all the way and when you look to god for guidance through his word you not only get the best guidebook in the world or roadmap if you choose you also get the very best guide himself god says in psalm 32 i will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go i will counsel you and watch over you now, if you ever need a counselor or an advisor or a mentor, and go to God. I say, God says he will instruct you, he will teach you, that he will counsel you, he will watch over you. And, uh, so I urge you this morning, let God himself become your guide, your mentor, your advisor, your counselor through his word. And God himself counsels you through his through his Holy Spirit and, and Jesus 
is our good shepherd who guides and takes care of his sheep. And if you're one of the sheep, he will take care of you. And you are probably familiar with the opening words of Psalm 23, where the Lord is uh, described as a shepherd who personally leads and guides the sheep. Is it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters or quiet waters. He restored my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesakes. And that's Psalm 23, verse 1 and 3. So let him guide you, for he is a shepherd. And um, so he will lead you and guide you onto the right path. So first of all, reading God's word will teach you God's way, his ways. And the second reason why you should read God's word this year is because it will guide you in God's paths. And third reason why you should read your word, read the word of the Bible this year is this. It will comfort you in your sorrows. Lesson number three. And I don't know what this year holds for you. And, but I, and I hope that you all had a, a great start uh, in your first two days of New Year. And I hope that God will continue to bless you and you have great days ahead. And then again, uh, if you're like most people like me, and, uh, and then you will most likely experience a mixture of both good and bad this year. And when I said good and bad, I said this from the perspective of our Christian walk with him. And uh, have you uh, suffered wrong for the cause of Christ uh, because you're a Christian and uh, you suffered and, uh, for the sake of uh, your testimony? And have you been ridiculed or mocked because of what you stand as a Christian, uh, the certain values that you stand so the worldview that you hold, and if you have, you're certainly not alone. And um, if you have, it is likely that you will continue uh, to be treated the same. And I know it's not so much of an encouragement, but I can't, because I can't promise that your situations will get better. But I can assure you, though, that you will be able to endure it and get encouragement from God's word. How do I know? And let's turn to Romans 15, four, uh, 15 verse 4, if you have a Bible with you. And so, so for everything that was written in the past was written to what? To teach us. So that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Have hope in him. Now, in the context of Romans 15, the verse that we have just read, everything that was written refers to the Old Testament. And what do we what, what do they teach them? What do they teach us? Uh, he says, the Paul says, uh, he teaches us that through endurance or patience and the encouragements of the scriptures, we might have hope. In him. So Paul must be alluding to all of God's uh, servants in the Old Testament who have suffered a great deal. 
for God and what for what they have believed, what they believe, which was right according to what God has revealed to them. And uh, and they and, and they suffered and they went through uh, severe trials and persecutions. And did you catch that? The scriptures were written not only to teach us about God, but also for your encouragements, for our encouragements. So when you read the Bible, you're not you are reading about real people, people like Abraham, you know, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Elijah, Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and so on. And they are supposed to encourage us and to give us hope. Or rather, their examples are supposed to give us hope and encourage us. And when you read about God delivering the Israelites from Egypt, or sufferings of certain uh, patriarchs that I mentioned, or prophets or kings that I just mentioned, you are not just reading about history or a short biography of someone. They are supposed to encourage us and to give us hope. And when you read about God giving David, which I mentioned just now, victory over Goliath, you're not just reading about a battle in some distant past. But when you read about desperate cry of a man or woman in the past in the Old Testament, you're not just reading just another you know, boring prayer of someone. They are supposed to encourage us and to give us hope. You see, Jesus is the same today and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews says, that the same God, he is the same God who encouraged and comforted all those saints and patriarchs in the past. And he will be the same God who will encourage us and comfort us today when we are going through trials and difficulties and even sufferings. Now listen to these words from Psalm 119. It says, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to thy word. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mocked me without restraint, but I do not turn from your law, which is the word of God. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find what comfort in them. Psalm 119, verse 49 to 52. If you want to highlight that verse, wonderful verse there. The psalmist was suffering and was weary with sorrow. But when he remembered God's word and God's law, he found comfort. Why? Because God's promise preserved his life. When you read the Bible, you will find many great precious promises from God that will give you comfort and strength during the hard times. God has never broken the promise and he will never will. You will find much comfort from God's promises in scriptures during times of trouble with all, you know, compared to all the words, all the, the books, uh, all the comforts of man they can get combined, all of them. 
First of all, reading God's word will teach you God's way. And the second reason why we should read God's word is because you will, it will guide you in God's paths. And the third reason why you should read God's word today, uh, this year, is that it will comfort you in your sorrows. And then finally, the fourth reason why you should read the Bible this year is this, that it will protect you from harms. And dear friends, there are good paths and bad paths in life. The Bible was written not only to show you the right way, but also to keep you out from going down the wrong way. So the right way and the wrong way. And God's word can show you the right way, but it also tries to keep you out of the wrong ways. God's word guards against wrong paths. Listen to the words of Proverbs uh, 2, chapter 2, verse 16, uh, verse 6 to, to 12. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He is a shield, a shield to those who walk is blameless, and he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Wisdom will enter your heart, and acknowledge will be uh, sorry, knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. So, those those passages ta are taken from uh, Proverbs two, chapter six, uh, verses six to twelve. You can read that on your own. Now, think about it: how many bad decisions in life could God have protected? That you and I, you know, from making, uh, if we only uh, had read God's word and follow God's paths, you know, I have to confess I have made many, many wrong decisions in the course of my life, and uh, and and I'm I'm ashamed of that. Um, but God's word helps you and I. Uh, to can 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 help us to fight against temptations of making wrong decisions, and um, Psalm one one nine verse nine and ten uh, eleven tells us how can a young man, and I, I believe that most of us here in the congregations uh, are considered young. So how can a young man keep his ways pure by living according? To your word, Psalmist said, and I have hidden your word, Psalmist said again, in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Amen. When Paul encouraged Christians to put on the full armor of God, you know, God expects us every single every single one of us to be a soldier. All right. And so we are expected to put on the full armor of God. And God said, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of what? Of God, the Bible. The Bible, which is also the sword of, of the spirit, all right? 
And uh, as Paul mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6, is your offensive weapon against the attack of your enemy, the devil. Now, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, how did he fight back? He used the word. He used the sword of the spirit. He quoted the scriptures again and again for three times, and, and I'm sure countless other times throughout his earthly ministry. And by the way, the book called the, the Bible, you know, uh, it is your sword of the spirit, but it is useless to you if you don't read it. Okay. Now, even if you read it, you, you must know how to apply it to situations whenever you are tempted. So, uh, you know, the, 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 word of, the, the, the Bible is not literally a sword. You cannot carry your Bible around and try to wield it like a sword, try to fend off your enemy. You know, it doesn't work that way. You have to read it and study it. Okay. And, and at the same time, I must remind all of us, you know, our spiritual enemy is the devil, not someone who is sitting next to you or your family members or your friends or your schoolmates and things like that. So do not use God's word to attack your friends or someone who, whom you love. You know, it, we're supposed to use God's word to fend off our spiritual enemy, it's the devil. Okay, so let us, let us do that. Let us remember that. So finally, reading God's word will protect you from harm because God sanctifies you by the, the truth of his word. And when Jesus prayed for his disciples before going to the cross, uh, among other things, he prayed for uh, the protect, their protection, the disciples' protection. And I want to read to you uh, again, which is uh, this is your uh, text for today's sermon from John chapter 17, verse 15 to 17. It says, my prayer is that, that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world. Okay? We are not of the world, as Jesus said, even as I am not of it. All right? Sanctify them by the truth. And what is the truth? Thy word is the truth. The Bible, the word of God is the truth. Now, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ this morning, you no longer belong to this world. Amen? You are not part of this world, but we are still in the world. We are in the world to bring testimony for Christ Jesus. Yet Jesus' prayer was not that, that God takes you out of the world, that's why he prays like that. But he protects you while you are in it. And how does it do? How does he do that? How does that protection take place? It, it takes place through the word of God. God sanctifies you or sets you apart from the world and its evils by the truth that is in His word. Nothing can truly harm you when you are following God's word. Even if you should lose your life for Christ, you will still find victory in God's presence in heaven. So why read God's word 
in a new year. Number one, reading God's word will teach you God's ways. Number two, it will guide you in God's paths. And number three, it will comfort you in your sorrows. God's word can encourage you and comfort you in your sorrows and trials. And number four, it will protect you from harms and attacks of the evil one, Satan, our spiritual enemy. So let's face it, you and I cannot afford not to read God's word this year. So in conclusion, if you have already developed a, the discipline of daily Bible reading and you have a plan that works for you and good on you, praise the Lord uh, and stick with it you know, and, uh, and, and continue to uh, do what you're doing. But if this is an area where you need to grow or you are looking for something and to help you, I encourage you to start uh, reading today and find some helps uh, for your reading. And then and when I say find some help for your reading, and I'm talking about, you know, reading plans and Bible reading plans. There's so many Bible reading plans available uh, right now. And uh, you can, many of them, which you can download them for free from an app, from your phone, for your iPad, or whatever the device that you're using. And uh, sometimes you can read the Bible. There's some plans, it is designed that you can read the Bible uh, in one year. And sometimes it is designed in such a way that you can read the Bible in, in two years. And uh, so even 10, 5, 10 minutes of Bible reading and plus prayer, and that would probably to 15 minutes uh, in, a, in a every day at the start of each day will make such a difference in your life in the new year. So make an effort and then make it a discipline for you, daily discipline for you to read God's word, okay? And uh, may God help us all and bless the new year once again. And uh, let us pray, shall we? Father in heaven, we thank you for seeing us through uh, the year 2021. We thank you for the many blessings that you have showered upon our lives. Uh, you have been so faithful unto us, uh, despite of our unfaithfulness. Uh, oh Lord, as we have ushered into a new year, we ask that you will continue to be with us, uh, sanctify us with your word, help us to realize the importance of daily Bible reading and prayer time with you so that we may be conformed to the image of your beloved son, Jesus Christ. Through the reading of your word, O oh Father, Teach us also your ways and guide us in the path that you want us to walk and comfort us in times of sorrows and protect us from harms and from the evil one. And thank you, Father, once again for your word this morning. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.